Hello and welcome. You are listening to the Alaska Department of Labor and Workforce Development podcast series, where you'll hear all about how the department helps Alaskan workers, job seekers, businesses, and communities. Today, we're talking about the Division of Vocational Rehabilitation, an agency that helps Alaskans with disabilities get and keep good jobs. I'm Jason Caputo, and my guest is Division of Vocational Rehabilitation Director Dwayne Mays. Director Mays, thank you for taking the time to speak with us today. Yes, thank you very much. So I think with a name like Division of Vocational Rehabilitation, it's quite a mouthful. Um, Can you just start out what exactly is, and let's refer to it as DVR, the initials of that. What exactly is DVR? You bet. So it's a public vocational rehabilitation program. And it exists here in Alaska, but uh, what's important to note that it really exists throughout the country. So every state has a public VR program. And we've been around since 1920. And so last year in 2020, we celebrated 100 years, uh, our anniversary. And so there was a lot of promotion and getting the word out to the citizens of Alaska that we have been here for 100 years. And the same thing happened in the lower 48 with all the other states to include our National Trade Association, the Council on State Administrators for Vocational Rehabilitation. They did the same thing. So every state, so I've stated that every state has a vocational rehabilitation agency and it's designed to help people with our individual with disabilities meet their employment goals. That's what it's all about. Ultimately, it's about competitive and integrated employment. To qualify for the program, you're either out of work or you may be employed, but you're struggling because something about your disability is really impacting your ability to sustain that work. So we are a public VR program. Great. Yeah. So, and we're under obviously the Department of Labor and Workforce Development here in Alaska. That's correct. Um, it, it's a, obviously an incredibly important field to help people who are, are struggling with uh, health and disability issues. What brought you into this field of helping people with disabilities? Well, I, I would start by saying, let's keep it in the family. So uh, before I, I get to the meat of that, that, that question, my older brother and my younger sister and I all went to the same college, got our bachelor's degree and master's degree in vocational rehabilitation. And I married uh, an Italian who has been here in Alaska forever. She did 33 years with the Alaska Division of Vocational Rehabilitation. So she too is a vocational rehabilitation counselor. So we kind of keep it in the family. One might ask the question, well, how did that happen? How did you, your brother and your sister? And I think it has to do with our upbringing. My parents are disabled. My mom and dad are deaf and They have since passed on, but they communicate through American Sign Language. So my first language is really ASL, American Sign Language. My dad, when he was 18 years old, was stricken with polio. And so he had, uh, as a result of that, he had some significant disabilities. And so we, as a group, as a family, we were always helping out. We were always extending to help my dad. My parents had tremendous work ethic. They worked very hard all their lives, but at times they need a little bit of help. And so I would step up and do that. My brother would step up and do that. And so we just, it was ingrained into us to really be in a social services type of industry to help others in need. So 
I think that the one thing that stands out for me, and I'll, I'll share this with you, my mom and dad worked in a pots and pans factory and uh, they were terrified that they were going to maybe one day uh, get the uh, contact from HR that you are, you have been terminated. And so my mom uh, would always go to work sick. You know, if she uh, came down with a cold or she had the flu, uh, didn't matter. She would go to work. And so one day that, that uh, HR uh, person from the, the factory called and said, can you talk to your parents? Because I've tried and I'm, I'm not sure they really understand. Can you talk to your parents about the importance of staying home when they're sick? And so my sister and I sat down with my, my parents to articulate that. They both worked in the same factory and they both just refused. They just said, we're not going to do that. You know, th- it's too important for us. So when I, you know, I think about the division of vocational rehabilitation, I think about we are all about competitive and integrated employment for people with disabilities. It's what drives us. And so I share that story with you because it, it's ingrained into me that we need to do what we can to help vulnerable Alaskans who all want to be independent and work. So uh, it's a, that's like a perfect, you couldn't ask for a more perfect example of um, what, what DVR is all about with, you know, you saw firsthand, you lived the experience of someone can be independent. They can contribute to the economy, their community, but they may just need a little help. But that little bit of help, that little bit of investment makes a huge difference between someone not being independent and someone being independent. So, so we're helping people with disabilities and you, you touched on this a little bit, but let's uh, make sure that people understand is anyone with a disability eligible or are there certain requirements? That's a good question. Not everybody with a disability uh, can qualify for our program, can be determined eligible. So in order to be eligible for VR services, our federal regulations state that you must be an individual with a disability, whether it's physical or it's mental. And so when that individual comes into the office, they provide documentation that they have a disability. So that's front and center. And so the second part of that is if those disabilities result in a barrier to employment, they tried on their own to get a job, but they keep encountering, uh, they're frustrated, you know, for whatever reason, they're unable to find competitive and integrated employment. That, that also uh, bodes well for determining eligibility within our division. And then the, the third is that it cannot benefit them. And so you may be a person with a significant, your disability is so substantial that you may not, uh, the benefits of us helping them may not materialize into competitive and integrated employment. So we have people that will walk through the door and apply for services that are on SSI, uh, social security uh, income, SSI, and then SSDI, which is uh, Social Security Disability Insurance. I had to, that's a long one, but either SSI or SSDI. So we can presume that they're eligible because they met that through uh, those components. And so their disability is that significant. They're enthusiastic and they wanna go to work. And so we may be able to help them, but if they're so disabled, um, it may be that they're not, they're not gonna uh, benefit from our program and our services. Process. Yeah, thank you for clarifying that. And and I know that that if someone's unsure, if you think you might qualify, but you're unsure, you can contact us and we'll help you determine yeah. whether you 
um, DVR will help you determine whether you qualify, which is great. And to let you know, we are going to put a link to DVR services on how to apply in the uh, in the description of this video. So if you great. feel that this is talking to you, click that link and, and we'll help you. Uh, DVR will help you um, figure out if you're eligible and, and what to do next. So if someone comes in, they get they they are eligible, they work with us and they get services, what does a successful outcome look like? What has DVR done for people who've come in with disabilities and need that help? Well, I think what I'm gonna do is give you an example uh, to make it really real so that hopefully it's it will resonate with uh, the audience. So I've been with the uh, within the state system for close to 32 years, but I've actually worked for the Division of Vocational Rehabilitation around 20 years. And the first half of that, the first 10 years, I was a rehabilitation counselor that served deaf, hard of hearing, deaf, blind, late deaf adults because of my fluency in American Sign Language. I remember an individual, a female, a, a deaf woman, young deaf woman who came to Alaska and she uh, came into our division uh, applying for services and expressed an interest in wanting to go to work. You know, that was front and center. So I want to go to work. And so uh, I, she provided the documentation of her disability. She was found eligible. And then we began the process of guidance counseling to determine what would be her interests. Uh, what is some of her, the existing skills that maybe she developed in the past, whether it was through, uh, in high school or what have you. And so through that process, we identified that she had a really strong interest and she had some skill in accounting and she actually expressed that. And so this was way back when, so, uh, you know, some of this might be a little bit unclear for me, but I, so what I did is I sent her to a vocational program and she was able to get a, a diploma, it was a one-year diploma in office technology. We set up all of the accommodations, her being deaf and communicating through American Sign Language. So she was able to get through that program. She graduated with flying colors. And as her counselor trying to provide her support to make sure that during rough times, you know, that she, we, help, we help her to kind of work through that. And so she graduates with this diploma and now she's ready, but she's really never worked before. So we had to talk about what, what are, you know, what do you need to do in order to hold on to a job? Job keeping skills. So we had many counseling sessions around that. And then we identified two employers, one in the state, one in the private sector. She applied for both. And in the private sector, they offered her the job. So we set up a sign language interpreter, put her into that position. I was there from time to time and we provided her supports to make sure that she was successful. And so after a period of uh, 60 days at that time, we closed out her case because she didn't need any more support. She was in that position for 10 years. The, the, the self-confidence, feeling like she was giving back, uh, able to afford a vehicle, pay for her own rent, all those things that we do from day to day just to, to, to live independently. She could do that. And I still know her to this day. I still see her on the street. She's still working, you know, 30 years or 25 years later, she's still here. So when I say vocational training, I want to give a plug for the, the uh, AVTEC, the Alaska Vocational Educational Training Center down in Seward. This administration understands the power and the value of vocational training. And they have a program down there referred to as business and office technology. 
if I had known that back then, if that program was existing back in the 80s, I probably would have sent her down there because it's uh, they're a part of the Department of Labor. We want to support AvTech because AvTech is going to help us in terms of recovering from the, the pandemic, the economy, the struggles that we're having right now. So I'll just give you an example of somebody that I worked with in the past. That's great. Yeah. And that's, and that was a, someone who had a, a hearing impairment. And of course we've got, or DVR has uh, um, specialists who work with also the blind and counselors who have a lot of experience. I know working with all kinds of disabilities, right? So it's, if someone comes in and they have a disability, there's, is there a good chance that a counselor probably has already worked with someone um, who may have similar uh, disability? Yes, absolutely. And I'm glad you brought that up, uh, Jason, because it's important to note that, you know, we serve all people with disabilities, but there are, there are particular disabilities that require a certain set of skills. So working with the blind and visually impaired in terms of just the, the technology that goes into uh, providing that support for that individual to be able to work on the job independently. So you have to have a counselor that really understands that very well. So we have those specialists. Well, obviously, if you're going to be working with the, the deaf community and they communicate through American Sign Language, you would want a counselor that is fluent in ASL. And so we have, we actually, not only do we have a counselor that is fluent in ASL, she is actually deaf. So we walk our talk as a division. Excellent. So, so when people are with disabilities are coming to the division, they're, they're working with people who are, who are in, uh, in that world, know that world, yeah. live, live that world. That's that is a very important. So, and the success that you outlined, it's, you know, meeting with that person, um, figuring out, helping them figure out a plan, get the supports to get that plan and, and, and then get the job, keep the job. What, how, how does DVR specifically, if we can get in some of the details, how does DVR help make that happen? I understand it involves a special planning process. It is. So, you know, person walks through the front door, applies for services, and we have an application process that we go through to really develop a profile of that individual, a lot of information about their past and so forth. So you have that. Provide medical records to, to document disability. Either they have that on them or we're going to have to have, we will either assign releases to get that information or we'll set up a, a medical appointment to determine if they have that disability, whatever they report. We determine eligibility. Now they are into the system. Uh, within our division, we have, uh, you know, we have uh, assessment uh, processes and programs that exist through all of our different regions. So we can use that process to identify what their their interests are. We can look at uh, previous skills and and then address that. And um, we can have one on one just one-on-one interaction with them as to what they, you know, verbally desire. But we have a variety of tools that can help the counselor to kind of create that profile of that individual. So with that information, they can sit down and they can start talking about that goal. What is the goal that would best fit you? We want to make sure that when we develop that plan, it's just one plan, not a plans. You know, it's a plan that's going to work. And that requires a lot of upfront thorough guidance and counseling to identify whatever that goal might be for that individual. All of that goes into a plan. We call it individualized plan for employment. And then the service coordination, all those services are there in there. So the ab tech that I was telling you about or vocational training, that could be a part of that. And so the, off they go to school to get that training. Um, so there's a lot of support that we provide to that individual so that they 
are successful in graduating from that program, whatever that might be. So uh, once they complete that training, uh, then we assist them in finding a job. They find that job and then we support them to make sure that they are successful with that job. So that's just, a, that's a real quick way of describing from application to eligibility, to plan, to finding that job. They maintain that job for a period of 90 days and then we close their case. Right, and, that, and I wanna highlight that it seems very important that it's a plan, it's one plan that's gonna yeah. work, not eight plans where seven of them failed and the last one worked. And so that's, I guess that's one of the things that when someone is coming to us, you're saying they've already tried to work They've already had some difficulties there. And so DVR is doing this planning to make sure that they don't have another uh, failure or, or burned bridge or whatever. That So that seems like that's going to be a big change for a lot of people. We take our time. Uh, yeah. You know, some might be thinking, okay, well, you're talking about taking your time, but take our time to make sure we get it right the first time. And so we, we take pride and letting the community know that we are a planning agency. So sometimes you may have somebody who will come to us and say, hey, I have this individual that needs help and it's, you know, you need to help them now. And we understand that, that sense of urgency, but we wanna make sure we get it right. So right. I don't, we don't wanna be rolling the dice every other day. Yeah, you get it right, you, you, you help them now and it's a failure that doesn't, you know, it doesn't work because you didn't have some piece of information that's really not helping anybody. You make sure that you have all the info so you have a good plan. So that looks, uh, that makes, you know, a perfect sense, of course, this planning process. It's about the, the individual, their particular needs, their skills, their goals, and they work with this counselor to put together this plan and, and implement this plan. But now, obviously, we're living in this time of uh, the pandemic is DVR even still able to provide services? And if so, what do things look like now? Are they different than they were pre-pandemic? You bet, that's a good question. So we've been living in this pandemic um, for what, 12 months now. So here we are, we're in close to mid-March. And I remember, uh, you know, the, the virus uh, came here to Alaska back in February of 2020. Um, and so as a state division, we uh, worked together to uh, move our staff, and it was probably, I think it was mid-March, move our staff into their homes. We closed down all of our offices, so we're not physically in-person seeing individuals with disabilities. And to this day, we're still not doing that. So all of our offices have been closed from that perspective. However, we're still open for business virtually. So we created that platform. So we use multiple platforms to work with our consumers, the counselors at home as uh, for the most part, and they have a laptop and they have a phone and they're able to make connection with their, their the client, the consumer, virtually through Zoom or whatever other platform there that, that might exist. We're pretty comfortable with that because even prior to the pandemic, we have a statewide responsibility. And so we have rural factors that we have to attend to. And one of our requirements is to make sure that the counselor assigned to a certain rural area of the state needs to go into that community at least once or twice a year. But in between those appointments in person, they're on the phone with them. So the basic, you know, yes, we have this virtual world, but we can use the phone too be able to communicate with our clients. 
um, not as effective as in in-person or visually seeing one another. And as you might imagine me, I grew up in a deaf household, so I like to see the person in front of me. That's important. It's a cultural aspect of, of the deaf community. So we have all of that. Now, uh, over time, uh, the, the, anybody who is applying for services now during this pandemic can do so online. And so we have, um, if you go to our state website, the Alaska Division of Vocational Rehabilitation, there is a link to start an application. So we have been promoting and encouraging and letting people know, here's our new platform. Now it hasn't been easy. I'll just be upfront and say that people, you know, the pandemic has really had an impact on the number of people that we have served over the last 12 months, but that is starting to pick up. There's an uptick in the number of applications coming into the division. So that's a good sign, but it's an online application. It's right there. It hits you right in the face. You click on that and there's going to be a list of things that you have to follow. There's an orientation video that you watch so you better understand the program. And then there's an application that you can pull up, down, download it into your system, fill it out, fill it out and then send it back to us. Um, the other piece of that is this is we're a statewide program. So if someone fills out an application, but they're located in a certain part of the state. Which office will they be assigned to? Well, there's a link that says find an office that serves your community. If you just pull up that community, it'll tell you which office you need to get in touch with. So um, it's pretty good, but, but we continue to evolve. We continue to improve it. You know, should never settle for what you have, you know, should be the best. So um, we live in a virtual world and we're not seeing people in the office, but there will come a time where that will happen. Right. So, I mean, you, you just listed a whole number of, of ways to communicate, phone, video conference, email, texting um, through our website. Yeah. So it's it sounds like any way that someone needs to contact us, um, we're probably on that platform and, and we can make it happen. Um, and again, you'll have that link to those listening. You'll have a link to the website. Um, and I've also heard that you know, if you have any trouble, if people listening have any trouble with any of those getting in contact with us, which number to call, it should be clear on the website. If it's not, you could just call any number you find for DVR and they will get you to the right place. So don't, don't worry about um, if it's a little confusing or email any email address. There's several on the website and you'll get to the right place. Um, so clearly this is obviously a very valuable service for Alaskans with disabilities who need help getting or keeping a good job. But I understand DVR plays a broader role in Alaska's economic recovery. Uh, well, economic success, but also the recovery from COVID as well. Is that right? Can you talk a little about that? Sure. Well, it, it definitely is uh, quite an honor to serve within this administration because when I talk about uh, the importance that uh, the plan that is, has been, that's currently being worked on and um, the governor is uh, taking the lead to make sure that that occurs so that we recover from this pandemic should include people with disabilities. So he clearly gets that. And I often will say when I'm doing presentations that uh, whether it's at the national level or regional level, or even at the local level that we cannot forget people with disabilities we do not want them to be an afterthought. So we developed this robust plan of recovery and we just happen to forget about people with disabilities. Uh, and so then we're scrambling. 
that's not going to happen. So you know, Governor Estrada himself were really good people, and we will be taking the lead role to work with other divisions and our community partners to make sure that that plan of recovery will uh, factor in people with disabilities, the last ones with disabilities. Excellent. Yes, that's wonderful. So it's not going to be something we, we forget. Uh, after we develop the plan, the governor is open to having having that right in the in in the uh, the roots of developing that plan for recovery, that people with disabilities will be well served. Um, so that has covered a huge part of one part of DVR. And we know mm -hmm. there's also a whole bunch of services that Alaskan businesses can take advantage of from DVR as well, from hiring to training. Um, so we want to be sure to have you back, Director Mays, uh, on a future episode to talk about those. But thank you so much for taking the time to tell us about these services for people with disabilities. Is there anything else you wanted to add before we uh, end this show? No, I, uh, I just thank you for uh, allowing me the opportunity to be able to communicate to whoever's listening to this podcast going forward. So I can't tell you how important it is for me, you know, just personally growing up, as I shared with you, um, I feel like I'm here and I want to do what I can to make a difference. So thank you. Thank you. This has been the Alaska Department of Labor and Workforce Development podcast. Thank you, Director Mays, for talking about the Division of Vocational Rehabilitation with us today. And thank you, listeners, for joining us as well. We hope you found the show informative and that you'll join us for our next podcast.